Alright guys, uh, we have a special pod for you today because uh, we want to talk a little bit about Phil Galfon's challenge. He um, basically challenged the poker community uh, to 50,000 hands of PLO. Um, he had said two different times, 100, 200, and 200, 400. So I think he might be negotiating with certain people. I think Perkins got a slightly different deal than other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, it's already crazy. Um, to play 50,000 hands yeah. against basically anyone. He said anybody uh, who has a poker training site or who works for a poker training site. So that's a lot of very good players. Yes, that's challenging the best people in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And he had uh, about, I think he said in uh, about 10 people who have expressed some interest mm-hmm. um, in doing it. And if that wasn't crazy enough, uh, he's giving them odds on a massive side bet. So whoever wins the most money in those 50,000 hands, if it's Phil, he wins 200K from his opponent. Um, If it's his opponent, some of them are getting three to one. So 600K, some of them are getting five to one, a million dollars. It's nuts. I don't know how they come up with those odds. They just must negotiate and just uh, compare win rates, compare results. I don't know how they get to those numbers, but (laughs) but it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I think, um, I think when Phil was originally proposing it, Mm. he was thinking, you know, there aren't going to be many takers. I have to like sweeten the deal a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so he offered those odds and then when he got interest, he was probably like, damn it. I could have probably just given two to one. (laughs) Seriously. And, and he was, he said the minimum he wanted to play was one, two hundred. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I um I can play like a few hands. <laughs> <laughs> I can just go in I go in a few times and do some min by once, you yeah. know. I, I don't know. Maybe Crouton can stake me. He's got some Bitcoin. Um <laughs> He's not very interested in this topic so far. No. But <laughs> more interested in my feet. As are many users. Like <laughs> side note. <laughs> it's true. I've got a couple of many. weird ones too, where I'm just like, leave me alone. There's like, yeah. oh, are there any Instagram pictures with your feet? I'm like, no, and now there definitely will not be. <laughs> And back to the challenge. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, it's a pretty cool challenge. I like feel like this is very old school. Mm-hmm. And I, you like made me want to cry when I was like, hey, this is just like the dirt challenge. You're like, the what? And I was like, oh I was my like, God. I was like, Marley wasn't born yet. Um, <laughs> I was in second grade when the dirt challenge was happening. I remember watching it on TV. Yeah. Um, oh, man. So, yeah. So, how long ago was it now? That had have been like seven years ago or something like that. Seven years ago, for those of you at home who don't know. <laughs> uh, you were having your first drink. <laughs> yeah. What was happening seven years ago? I was changing my diaper. Yeah. And um, and Tom Dwan was challenging people to... A uh, million dollar million cash dollar games. Heads yeah. up. Yeah. And uh, Jungle Man, Dan, Cates, mm-hmm. living legend, um, accepted. Mm-hmm. And they played through uh, a decent portion of that and there was down quite a bit um almost insurmountable i think it was and then kind of just disappeared into asia uh into thin air as he likes to do um and the challenge was kind of left on hold and of course like poker players like to do made a lot of side bets on that as i'm sure they're doing in the galfon challenge as well and they were like left hanging for years as was jungle man more importantly with his money just in escrow i'm sure chilling or whatever and um yeah it was kind of awkward because it. it like 
that bet was made when people in poker were all just thriving. It was a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some of the side bets were just massive amounts of money. I'm sure. Um, and then what happened was when it got put on hold and there was really like no resolution for a while, I think that some of these people um, would hire an arbitrator, like another pro poker player with good reputation that could decide, hey, Jamie and Marley had a side bet together about this Uh this percentage should get paid out because mm. the chance that um, Dura was going to come back is whatever percent. Uh, they would do that, and then some people were holding out for it to be finished, so they like waited forever. And Ugh. I don't, I don't really know what happened. They're still um, waiting. They're still like still waiting. <laughs> they're still like with their money in escrow. Like, hey, yeah, one of these days it'll finish up. <laughs> uh, and I think whatever happened got yeah. re- resolved, though, um, because I, I don't think it's an issue anymore. I know Dan Cates brought it up. A couple years ago mm-hmm. and i think he mentioned that they'd like settled on some number right um but in the meantime if you guys haven't watched it yet i sent it to marley and this is like where i'm so happy for you that you didn't know about all this stuff because i got to send the seriously serious video dan which was based on the eminem eminem song stan i guess yeah uh and it's awesome so if you guys haven't seen it look on youtube it's pretty funny it's good yeah talking about this uh you know whole debacle <laughs> yeah um, so yeah, that's what happened with the Dur challenge. Uh, I have higher hopes for the Galfon challenge. I don't think he's going to skip the country and leave Farrah and Spencer and, uh, just, I don't know, go to Asia for many years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Appear out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? And it will be streamed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, on run it once. And he's going to be, sh- he said, uh, that's what I, I, and played on run it once. Yeah. Um, if, if they were going to stream across multiple sites or on Run It Once or whatever, and he said that uh, most or all of the hands will take place on Run It Once. So that'll be pretty cool. It will be cool. It's going to be a big draw. And so <laughs> in the first day, they had, what, 16? He's had 16 people apply? Yeah, and- but I think some you know, some people were more interested than others. Um, yeah. He made two challenges so far uh, mm-hmm. at the time of this video. So who knows? By Monday, maybe we'll have a few more. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I've gotten so far is that he has Perkins. Um, Bill, Bill Perkins. Perkins uh, decided for a 20 buy-in freeze out. They mm-hmm. locked it in. Um, so 400K is the total of the buy-ins. If Perkins loses, he owes another 200K. If Phil loses, 800K. Wow. So up to $1.2 million in play from Phil's side. So he's getting pretty good odds there. Yeah, Perkins is getting good odds in a, a swingy game. Like PLO mm-hmm. is much swingier than No Limit Hold'em. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say over 50,000 hands, um, you know, there's going to be some variance. But that's quite a few hands. But with Perkins, they're just doing 20 buy-ins. Right. So that can go a lot quicker. Right. And so whoever's up at that point mm-hmm. will win the side. Yeah. Bet, which really is the bet, which is... yeah. All of it, 800K. 800K. Yeah. So more interesting than that to me um, is the fact that if Perkins wants to, he can swap out whoever he wants. So on the Thirst Lounge, they have, uh, I think it's 10 Thirst Lounge members. Um, And, you know, ranging from people who are very new to poker, Mm -hmm. um, people who are like reality TV stars Mm -hmm. and stuff, um, who've just started playing, to people who like play pretty seriously so i don't really know if they have like a a a ringer on that team that's just like listen i've been playing plo for 20 years yeah i don't know (laughs) he can tap him in Mm -hmm. whenever he wants to and 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 who knows uh you know that'll be great exposure for them for sure 
I think that's pretty cool. Like we had discussed this a little bit before the pod and I was thinking of all the different things that could happen with the Perkins bet. Yeah. And my most favorite iteration of this would be if Perkins is down just like infinite and he goes, tag them all in. Exactly. And, and they, they just each in. gets a play, just massive PLO. Like some people whose average buy-in is like a $100 tournament. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, today I'm just playing 100, 200 PLO. Like no big deal. That's <laughs> fucking awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, I know nothing about PLO, so I would be just completely clicking buttons, but it'd be sick. That sounds fun. That's what I play once in a while. There's like a $200 tournament um, every mm-hmm. Sunday. And I'm like, once in a while, I just get in there and I'm like, let's click buttons. And I lose 100% of the time. <laughs> Nice. So, you know, maybe there's not a lot of variance. Maybe the people who are bad lose. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a little bit of the str- I mean, the strategy in this game, especially towards the end, must get insane. Mm-hmm. Just we were talking a little bit about it before, but um, because of so much of the bet is the side bet. What do you want to call that? Just that's the bet. I don't or- know. So you're playing like regular poker against each other. and But there's still a lot of money at stake. It's not like there's like a thousand dollars at stake and the side bet's two hundred k. Right. You can still lose four hundred k in the main game. In the main game. But Phil can lose up to eight hundred in the side in the bet. Side, yeah. So at the end, you know, if you're up, if you're uh, up, you know, thirty big blinds or whatever, and it's only you know how many hands are left, you could mm-hmm. just fold. Or if you're down infinite, if you're down infinite, right, or you're down a decent amount, when you just play super insane. Yeah. You but then wouldn't the, wouldn't the person just fold though yeah that's like, i think there's gonna be cool stuff that happens there. Yeah. i'm like really excited to watch this it's gonna this be is like yeah. rail heaven that's what they would call it back in the day the nosebleeds people would just play for infinite dollars online and you could just watch and like they there would be threads on two plus two where like rail heaven right now uh gus hansen's playing against isildur for like two million dollars on the table and you'd go and like the lobby there'd be like thousands of people watching it so this is like really old school and like this is when poker was like the heyday of poker where you could just always watch people gamble for millions this is it again i feel like phil's like trying to bring it back any idea with what phil's doing to prepare for this just i think he's changing a lot of diapers Um, I think he's apologizing to Farah a lot. <laughs> so yeah, Farah's tweet, which she seemingly like found out about like this a lot like on Twitter via Twitter. Farah, who's Phil's wife, uh, who also plays huge, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, yeah, her her, her response was like, "LOL, what?" <laughs> Wait. Which, like, if you can't tell, Crouton's been biting his nails the entire time. Like, Crouton is worried about you, Phil. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, so yeah. good luck, man. No, like, I'm sure... I think that that's part of her Twitter persona is yeah. just being like, uh, excuse me, Phil, like, you should have talked to me about this first. I'd be surprised if he didn't like, yeah, yeah. go over with her first, but it is kind of funny if he didn't, if he was just, like, got this idea, like, he's up in the middle of the night with the baby, and he's like, I have an idea. Like... <laughs> I'm going to play every person in poker at the highest stakes with massive side bets. And then he's like, I'm going to tweet about it. Like, yeah. that's how I imagine it. Like, that's how I want it to happen, have happened in my mind. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> well, we're anxious to see uh, how it's going to go. And how many people total? Like, are we going to? I think uh, I'm not sure exactly how many he'll settle on because mm-hmm. there are a couple people that I'm not sure how the like original first exact thing he said was because yeah. I thought he was taking all comers, like literally someone who's like, I'll do it. And for however amount of money, however much you want to play for. But he had talked about, uh, I think Linus Love wanted to play um, and then somebody else. And he had said there are two people he's not very like much looking forward to playing. So I don't know. There's not like he doesn't have unlimited time. 
So right. it's not like he can say, yeah, I'll play 50 people for 50,000 hands. Like, okay, your kid's going to be in high school by the time you're done with this. Mm. So he can't really do that. So I think uh, the fact that there's enough people interested means he could pick and choose a little bit more. Right. Which is good. Right. And you can kind of, uh, you know, see who you get the best odds against. But how long does that take to play 50,000 hands? Like two weeks, three weeks? He said he thinks he could get it done probably in like 40 days or so. But that's oh, barring wow. like all complications like what happened with the dur challenge um and we'll never know exactly what was stalling and what was real but yeah. there were like huge games going on yeah stop stop eating your paw dude it's weird um there are huge games going on that were like plus ev for both players in the mm -hmm. challenge so they would just pause the game and play these other games mm -hmm. for like days at a time so there's no time limit no yeah um and what was the other thing? He mentioned a couple of different reasons why it could actually get. Um, oh, he said just what if someone gets sick or like, right, of um, course. you know, if just basically like what if Bobby's room opens up like 3000, 6000 with the worst players in the world? Like mm -hmm. they both benefit from saying, hey, we're going to pause this and we're going to play over there for a week or two. Yeah. So there's a chance these take longer than 40 days. Crazy. Yeah. <sighs> The yeah. other notes I took were, this is my favorite part, though, because I was waiting the whole stream. I'm like, I wanted the why of it, because, mm -hmm. like, I think uh, trying to develop your own online site mm -hmm. and your online training site and being, like, a super winning player who's, like, won a bracelet recently and mm -hmm. having a kid, like, yeah. these are a lot of things that you have to do. This is, like, an amount of responsibility that, to me, I'd be like... I'm going to chill for a bit. Right. There's a lot of stuff going on in my life. So that's what I was waiting for the why, like what inspired this. Mm -hmm. And it sounded like the fact that all of that was going on is like what inspired him to want to do this. Like he doesn't get to play that much poker anymore. Mm. And he wants to be a poker player. And he wants to make sure that his site is regarded as one of the best training sites in the world. And if you just kind of stop playing poker and people think the game has passed you by, mm. then, you know, that perception becomes reality to people. And yeah, yeah, I mean, there are so many, so many coaches on run at once that in so many of them are like the top tournament players and cash game players right now. But it's something I think I think that, you know, people also want to, you know, know that you're still out there competing, mm -hmm. you know, and in the streets a little bit. Yeah. So it matters. <laughs> and as someone I like you don't climb to the top of the pile without being really competitive because yeah. poker when when there was a lot more money flying around, like you could get very wealthy playing. So it's not like it's something that no one tried at. Everyone right. was trying and he was at the top. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that doesn't go away. You don't just go, oh, I'm okay with being like seventh now. Like I think yeah. in the back of your head, you're always like, Ugh. like I think if I spend two months like studying and doing solving and, and everything, whatever you can do to help yourself, mm -hmm. you have that feeling of like, I think I could get back there. And I feel like Phil has that a little bit. He says it's not about pride, so I'll have to take his word for it. But for me, it would be about pride a little bit. Of course. <laughs> You want to compete against the best and know that you are the best. Yeah. You know, like I'm the best. I'm the best one, two player at, at the win. Last, I am last, the, last, last Tuesday. I'm the best dog owner. I know. <laughs> like, that's all I got. But, you know, as he eats his own arm, he's like, she hasn't fed me in a week. I know. Oh, <laughs> that was a cute though. He waited for you to get home to eat, though. Like he, he does waits. this all the time. Aww. This looks, It makes me nervous if I'm ever like commentating the whole day because I'm like, I know he's not eating. I get home and he runs to his bowl and eats and then greets me. So I'm like, you're just worried sick. I was like, dude. <laughs> Codependent. Separation anxiety. He's dependent. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. What else we got? I had a whole list of stuff because this is like really exciting to me as like a 
nerd in poker like just now when I was like oh I'm running a little late I'm like it's okay I'm watching the million dollar cash game on poker go I'm like this is what I'm doing with my time like this makes me happy to just yeah. like watch these people just throw around tons of money that was that's Sweet. a huge game by the way mm-hmm. I mean it's nice that we're seeing more of these things pop up again I don't know so those what do they call them heaven heaven rails real heaven real <laughs> <laughs> <I love Real>. <laughs> the heaven rails so they don't really exist anymore no really no because it's just like no everything one's... got smaller i think all right once black friday happened this was like a huge damper on poker like mm. a ton of the poker economy just couldn't play anymore um americans were a big part of the field mm. so games necessarily got smaller prize pools got smaller um it depresses me sometimes because i'll watch a few friends that stream and i see the tournaments like, because I just remember what the guarantees used to be. And it'll be like, uh, there was a Wednesday tournament that was amazing. And it had like a 250K guarantee on a Wednesday. Yeah. And now it'll be like, oh, the 50K. I'm like, ew. <laughs> I know. And it's like, in America, all our tournaments are small. But I'm kind of used to it. I'm like, oh, it's usually only a few states that are playing. if mm-hmm. And sometimes only one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought international, I always had that feeling of like what it used to be. I'm like, oh, if I just like go back to Rosarito, Mexico, I'll just play like... <laughs> thousands of dollars worth of tournaments and be able to win like a million dollars on a Sunday and I'm like wow it's just not that way anymore you can't do it it is crazy so yeah I mean it's good to see these things popping up and people obviously have the money people are obviously finding backing you know Mm -hmm. that's a lot of people stepping up to the plate in one day some well listen there are some people in this challenge that are just rich people like Perkins has a successful business and he's made a lot of money and he just wants to gamble and he's like let's go um which is really cool and like that's what the odds are for uh you know he still has a chance to make a lot of money and it's that feeling of like yeah he's promoting thirst lounge and he has nothing to lose like if he pulls this one out and after 20 buy-ins is ahead like he has bragging rights forever Mm -hmm. and I kind of feel like that's fun and if I was really rich these are the challenges I would do I'd be like yeah I know Phil Galfon's getting the best of me here in this deal but like oh man bragging rights forever I mean I would love to do like a like a fun one two game like I don't know like whatever I'm a vlogger so like a vloggers game and compete Mm -hmm. against like the seven other seven other vloggers and just do like a bragging rights like you can always (laughs) get in their comments for the next year and be like ah whatever and just whatever super small game oh that'd be really fun because then anytime they're like Brad Owen you're helping me so much with my poker game and you just respond and be like I bet I could help you more (laughs) like you listen to this guy he lost $112 to me Or you just attach the video, just like that's it. Or I can just take a photo and just like I just put that like, every every comment. I'm just like, well, yes, that's there. So Perkins should start doing that every time. Per- well, Perkins should then become a run at once coach. I think. I think that's how it works. It's like yeah, yeah. It's like King of the Hill. So I think if Perkins wins, he inherits run at once and run at once training. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Phil Galfond uh, is like a hedge fund manager. Oh, perfect. They just switch spots. It's something like that. Phil's just like on a boat with Dan Blazarian every day and 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 Phil is at home with Farrah like this is is like the best idea ever I can just imagine Phil Galfon and Dan Blazarian just like getting wasted together oh that would be sick (laughs) that would be the best reality tv show yeah we should definitely do like a life swap tv reality show for poker next idea next idea for our next show and and that has to be the first one Blazarian and Galfon life swap oh that's perfect (laughs) They're right on par with each other. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, guys. Let's take a quick break. And then uh, there's still a couple more things to talk about. With this. Yeah, I'll take a quick break. We'll be back. Now seems like a good time to give a shout out to our sponsor, Run It Once Poker. They just launched a pretty cool new rewards program called Legends. Every week, you can earn cash rewards that are applied directly to your account. 
Plus, they still have their popular splash the pot feature, which takes some of the rake and throws it right back on the table. With these two features combined, you can get up to 75% total rake back. If you sign up now through once.run slash play, you'll receive a 100% first deposit bonus of up to 600 euro. And a big thank you to our other sponsor, Run at Once Training, the best place to learn from players much better than us. If you sign up through once.run slash learn, you'll get free access to three of their elite videos. So go check it out. So we just wanted to wrap up the Galfon challenge because uh, there's a couple of things like when I was watching the stream I was like there's stuff I'm taking notes on that I'm definitely going to forget because yeah. I have the memory of a goldfish um, so a couple of the things <laughs> Farrah's tweet was amazing so when we were wa- reading her Twitter uh, I kind of want to have Farrah on at some point we have to beg her to come on and just talk about this I hope that he really didn't tell her and that this is just going to be a thing where she's like give me 45 minutes on your podcast and you just like, trash is filled the whole time <laughs> That'd be sick. <laughs> um, but he was asked in the chat at the end of the stream, uh, how are you going to do this? Basically, like, how are you going to prepare for this um, while also doing everything else in your life? You have a full, busy life right now. And he said um, that he's going to balance the fatherhood part. He's going to obviously not be like, listen, Spencer. Yeah. You're going to have to just chill for about three months. <laughs> Take Stop. care of yourself. Yeah. I'll put some DVR, like DVD yeah. player. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Um, he said he's going to sacrifice the business side of this for a while and be more hands off and not sacrifice it, but learn to delegate a little bit more that in the last year or two, he's learned to like really trust the people on his team. Mm-hmm. And this is just a good time to step back and, and actually show them that he trusts them that to say, you know, like, I'm going to be busy. I have a lot of things to do. Yeah. Um, and you are going to have to just do the job I know you can do. And I think that's cool. If I was working under him, I'd be like, awesome. Like mm-hmm. I've been showing for two years. I'm not stupid and I can do this. For sure. And yeah, it's like, he's just going to be hitting the books and whatever else. I don't even know how to study for PLO. I don't play PLO at all, but I'm sure this is going to be intense. It is intense. Um, I've watched a few PLO videos and there's so much more going on. I feel than than a limit. It's just, it's beyond me. Yeah. It's beyond extra me. cards, extra there's cards, more decisions. There's a lot of block blockage is a big thing you know i just whenever i'm in doubt i just pot and and is there ever i mean this might be stupid but like is there ever a spot where you don't just pot it i guess there is i think there's probably a couple of spots you don't just pot probably it, yeah. a couple of spots where you just pot it <laughs> but whenever i'm in i'm just like why won't i just pot it why won't i just pot it listen me and you are gonna put together all our money yeah and like all our family's money yeah and we're gonna be one of the challengers and oh, when yes. and when phil thinks he knows a thing or two about plo we're just gonna be like pot 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 and he's like what's he gonna do exactly he's probably gonna win a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> and on that note yeah. um uh, one of the other challengers that he just announced um took him up on the offer is jay nandez who yes has his own plo training site um and i think jay nandez originally hit him up and said hey would you be willing to do this challenge but at a smaller uh 1020 um i think phil was like no thank you um and then Turns out Jane Anders is going to do the whole thing uh, at high stakes, but he's getting better odds now. So not only is Phil uh, only winning 200K if he wins the, the side bet, he's giving $1 million if he loses. Yikes. Yikes.com right there. Yeah. A million bucks. Yeah. This is going to be fun to watch. Yeah. I, I feel like it's going to be fun to watch if Phil's winning. I'm going to feel a little like... <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Because it's, uh, be... it's the kind of thing where, uh, let's say that you weren't biased either way. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and you're just like, oh, this will just be fun to watch. Like watching someone lose a million dollars is like a punch to the stomach. Like when the upside is only 200K, these odds are crazy. Like he's laying these crazy odds. Yeah, I mean, must feel confident in his game. Mm-hmm. Says he's, you know, a has been, but he says, <laughs> I don't know. I think he's saying he's trying not to be a has been, which I respect. But I had told you that I'm like, I really hope this goes better for him than marathoning went for me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Because when I was 25, I, like, qualified for the Boston Marathon, and I was fast, and I was thinking 10 years later, that I was like, I am not a has-been. I am going to get this. I'm going <laughs> to run the New York City Marathon. I, like, raised a bunch of money for ASPCA. I'm like, let's go. Comes time to actually run the marathon. Yeah. I was, like, the slowest human being out there. Like, I'm literally – I am finishing the course with the people that everyone's like, oh, like, they're trying their best. But like, you finished it. Go. I finished it, but, like – it was not pretty. It was it was like the most awful day of my life. Really? So, but you so, prepared and everything? And you, eh. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I was like, eh, eh. not really. Yeah. So maybe that's the lesson learned here is like, prepare, Phil. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck, my friend. Yeah. But yeah, that's, is that that's all? It. Yeah. That's all we got in the Phil Galfon challenge. So as it progresses, we'll give you guys more updates. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure when it's going to kick off, but hopefully all the uh, contenders will be announced yeah, I think Soon. he's going through it just basically. It's like an application process. Right. Because um, he only has so much time. So I think if 10 people want to do it, maybe he'll narrow it to five people mm-hmm. um, and just see how many people he can. I mean, he's got a lot of stuff to do, so he can't really take everyone. But yeah, that's kind of interesting for the people who like really, really want to do the challenge, but they're very good at poker. They're like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to get cut. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. I could see Phil taking on one of the really, really good players anyway. Like I could yeah. see him being like, all right, Linus Love. Like I just think because so. like he doesn't he's not someone who's like entering this challenge hoping to get a good deal. I feel exactly. like he's entering this challenge trying to better himself and basically shut up the haters who are thinking that, you know, his site isn't the best anymore because he doesn't play as much poker anymore. Right. So. I think um I also think that like a lot of it just like sticks with you, you know, and it's like riding a bike mm-hmm. a little bit. It the game moves fast, but we'll it's a, but I think that you know once you're once you're there, yeah. how hard could it be really? We'll see. I, that's I, what I tell myself. And I think that there's some truth to that anyway. Like when I was um, watching the hundred k coverage this summer mm-hmm. um, of the WSP that Negreanu ended up getting second in till I think Keith Tilston won. Mm-hmm. Uh, Phil was doing commentary for it and he didn't play that much this summer and he has been extremely busy with his family life and with running the site. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still was like the easiest commentator ever to listen to. Yeah. Where he's just really, his thoughts are really organized and he's very concise and he's just still one of the best players. Like I, I think it, it's going to be hard for him to get trashed in this challenge. For sure. in, my, in my opinion. But I'm not a PLO player, so I'm talking out of my ass. Like, I don't know. Like, there could just be, like, what if Jane Andes is someone who's put in, like, 10 million hands of PLO? I don't know. I'm like, mm. this is what's going to be fun to watch. I don't know. All right. Well, we'll see. It'll be fun for us to watch. I don't know about Farah. <laughs> can <laughs> that, you see if she's going to be watching just, like... Oh, I can wait for her wine o'clock. If you guys don't see Farah's wine o'clock yes. on Instagram, it's one of my favorite stories. <laughs> it's amazing, and I cannot wait. Yeah. It's going to be... It's going to be great. I think one of the pods that we should do when this whole thing kicks off is to have Farah here. And all we'll do is we'll have this stream in front of us <laughs> and it'll just be a Farah Galfon reaction pod. There you go. And we'll like let you guys guess how Phil did that day based yeah. on facial reactions. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> awesome. Um, the other thing you want to discuss, uh, 
something I think is pretty cool that Negreanu posted that he he has been saying for a long time that he's against the re-entries um, and that he thinks it's killing poker and that it's making it impossible for like the average Joe to compete with the elite players of the world, which is pretty fair. It is fair, although he does fire infinite bullets in every event he plays he because uh, he wants to stay competitive. And the mm-hmm. reality is, is if the rules are in place where you can buy in that much, he's gonna. You need to because if you want to, he obviously wants to be contending for mm-hmm. player of the year and these kind of things. And if you're not doing it, you're just not even competitive. So it's kind of tough. But if it's not even possible, then that's kind of everyone's in the same playing field a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, and I think. So. Uh, it's interesting because he takes a lot of heat for a lot of stuff and some of it is valid in my opinion and some of it's just not. This is the kind of thing where like uh, a lot of the comments under his post was like, you're a hypocrite. You fire 100 bullets. You did this and that. Because well, he has He's to. He's like, yeah. well, my goal is to get player of the year right. and I said I'm going to play within the rules and do everything within the rules to get player of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that includes just like re-entering. It includes multi entering like you're you have a stack in one tournament you go and throw uh money into another tournament sean deep used to do the same thing there's like a sort of infamous uh yes. video going around of him running from table to table I think and everyone, yeah it's pretty good um so pretty much i don't think he's being a hypocrite here I, I don't think it's even close i think he's saying yeah like this year i could also go for poi but I would rather make the point that I don't think reentry is good and I'm not going to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So he's saying even for five diamond and like the really good value, uh, you know, pretty big buy in events, 10K, yeah. um, that he's he's trying to stick to one bullet. We'll see if it happens, you know, like. I mean, five diamond will be happening when this comes out. I'm playing it too. You so are? I am. Oh, let's go. The 10K. Awesome. Yeah, apparently. I'm gonna be, uh, I'll be in like Louisiana or something, but then I'm driving home tomorrow all the way to the East Coast because this guy, I'm not putting him in cargo. <laughs> I know. I am like a crazy person, but I just, I'd rather drive six days than like put him in cargo in a plane. I don't even know what those conditions must be like under. You would not put a kid in there. Right, of course. So I'm not putting like the closest thing to a kid that I have under that, there. That is a good measure. Yeah. That's a good measure. It's just something for Chauncey, but. Oh. <laughs> but kids don't eat birds also, so. I don't know if, they, I don't not, know if it quite works for him. The good kids don't. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but back to Daniel. Um, yeah, we'll see what he does in the five diamond um happening now mm-hmm. when this comes out so it's it's interesting though because i th- he's I so think there's a middle ground like i think that a middle ground would be really good for everyone obviously everyone having one entry it would be good for rec players because it will include a little more luck mm-hmm. like you only have one chance and you know let's say you're the best tournament player in the world you're gonna still get king's aces sometimes and you'll be out and you don't get to re-enter and you don't right. get to realize your ev in that tournament where if you get to enter it 20 times you're gonna get closer to your real ev yeah um so you know in do, including a little more variance is always going to be good for rec players but then that's not always true like that's only if rec players are wanting to like get the most money out of a tournament I know when I was a lawyer, I would just like to play more tournaments. I wasn't going to play a $500 ring event to try to get my like 10% ROI in there. I didn't care about making 50 bucks or something. I wanted to try to win a ring. I wanted to take a couple chances. I didn't have a lot of days off work. So that was important to me. So it's interesting. Not all rec players. It's not this homogenous group of people where they're like, I want most EV or I want to be able to play 10 times. Mm -hmm. We have to like figure out what most people want, what's good for poker. Yeah, just to play devil's, devil's advocate, a lot of these pros, though, they're traveling long distances mm-hmm. to get to these events, and if it's a freeze-out, yeah. you know, I forget who, but a couple people commented on his tweet being like, hey, I might not even come anymore if these become freeze-outs. That's going to be even better for rec players. It's even better for <laughs> rec players. Pros exclude themselves, and it's just locals playing events. Right, yeah. 
Um, I think that there is a happy medium, and I, I would be really happy to have one reentry uh, per tournament. Yeah. Um, so it kind of does keep poker the same game that people used to really love, where it's like you can put pressure on someone. Like they mm. don't have unlimited buy-ins because that is something that comes up a lot where they're like, all right, like try to get a pro to fold something. Like you can't because right. they can just rebuy. And all these arguments are interesting to me because it's like, well, those people could be choosing to play bad then. Like if they're going to stick it in with a bad hand, you benefit from that. Right, right. Um, but I think it's just that like it's hard to tell like what people are thinking and like if someone has 10 buy-ins to this 10k then mm. they can just go oh, i have a flush draw who cares click call and yeah. whatever for me i'm like i used to like that with wpt's um the 3500 buy-in mm -hmm. i felt like i'm more on the tight side mm -hmm. so i would sometimes have a big stack out of reentry period from that because there were people who were like used to playing bigger who would just go play a 3500 wpt like it was nothing and they'd be like buy-in, buy-in, buy-in. I'm like, this is one of the bigger tournaments I play all year. I'm taking it really seriously, and if you want to punt to me, I'll accept. Right. Well, <laughs> we'll see. He's very influential, so I think that, you know, this is a bold move from him, and I think that if he takes it upon himself to just do one bullet, people are maybe going to follow suit. <laughs> we'll see. A lot of the I'm a, lot, a lot of pros just don't care. And they're just like, hey, the EV's there. I'm going to take it. Yeah. I don't really care. But mm -hmm. the big picture here. And he they're might, all about the He EV, might not but. influence like an individual player as much, but he might influence some of the tours to just at least consider it. Mm. He has a loud voice. And if he really thinks like it's in the best interest of people in the long term, because um, obviously in the short term, it's in his best interest to fire more bullets. Right. And to just make more money and to give himself a chance to win some of these accolades that he wants. Right. Um, but... If he can convince certain tours that definitely listen to him that in the long run, you might actually like completely kill your player pool. Like people are going to go broke faster. Um, rec players won't get that glory. They're not going to cash as often. They're not going to final table as often. And it does go away. If this is your hobby and you just experience like no glory or joy at all and you're yeah. like never cashing and you're knocking out the best player in the world and then they're rebuying and knocking you out later in the tournament – you're you're not gonna love poker as much anymore. I think there's some there's something to what he's saying for sure. There is for sure. Poker's becoming no limit, especially is becoming so, you know, tough, and mm -hmm. the edge is becoming so big amongst the best players to total recreationals that it's sometimes it's a little bit uh, womp womp. Not to get d dark on you guys, <laughs> but that's why we gotta go to PLO and short deck. Also, is the future. I know. I'm I'm sad that I didn't pick it up right away because it did seem to be going that way. Short deck? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Short deck, short deck. PLO, it's just a more fun game. Once people go to PLO, they like never go back. Yeah, it's true. So I, there's something to that as well. But with short deck, when it started to like gain interest, mm -hmm. you could kind of hear it and everyone would start talking about it. And even uh, Aria started a mid-stakes short deck game. Yeah. I was like, oh God, I really should have started that then because for a little while, um, open face Chinese caught on a lot and people could win a lot of money that year in OFC and then that kind of like faded. So we just have to predict what the next big thing is. I say short deck. I mean, Triton obviously is, they do mainly short deck at this point. Mm -hmm. They did one PLO event did not go great, but the short deck ones crush more than the that's, limit. That's so interesting to me because huge uh, market. For I it. thought like in Asia, like the gambling culture, not mm -hmm. so much like it's not just poker. It's like the gambling culture is more accepted. Like you're not like, Oh my God, a DJ going to the casino. There's like, Oh, it's like part of our culture. Like this totally. is fun. We enjoy this. I thought PLO would be huge there. Cause it's so gambling. It's crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I would think so too, but it's, for whatever reason, uh, it's not. 
But I mean, it's so true, though. Every I mean, not to go on a total tangent, but every every place has their own kind of culture. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, in the UK, poker is not even seen as like you can't even file taxes as a professional gambler. It's all seen as gambling. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Which is nice because there's no taxes. Uh-huh. So, but because there's no thing. But they don't thing. count it as like a skill game? That's why. Because it's like you just gambled and you won money mm -hmm. gambling. It's not like I'm a pro poker player. And in the States, um, even in the parts of the States, I mean, I'm sh when I was growing up, my dad was a pro and it was viewed as in Boston just a total degenerate, total... I think somehow, Worst. somewhat when I started, I at least felt like that. I think I discussed it once or twice with you. Yeah. As like feeling weird entering a casino by myself. Like I just yeah. felt like I was like, oh, I'm doing the wrong thing. Like, like women aren't supposed to be doing this. And, and also other people would like show up in groups and be like, oh, these frat guys playing cash together. And I would like walk in and buy chips for myself and go sit at that table. And I always felt like really out of place. Totally. Know, there is definitely some societal pressure like to not. But I don't think it, in Asia, I don't think it's like that. I think, not that I know, but I, it just seems much more chill. Huh. You gotta go to Asia <laughs> and start gambling. You gotta go to Macau. Yeah. Sounds you know. fun. Um, what else? That's what else it. are we doing? What else are we doing? <laughs> what else are we doing? Um, so holidays are coming up. Mm -hmm. We're going to do a little bit of a festive vlog for you guys coming up, yeah. but... Um, yeah. Yeah. We're going to maybe like have a drinking pod because it's like we've been really buttoned up on this pod or like we're just going to talk about poker and um, listen, we just can't fake it anymore. <laughs> we're like we're not like sober people um, and we're not serious people. So I think just before the holidays, <laughs> we'll have one holiday pod um, and it should be interesting. Yeah. So yeah. look forward to that. And I yeah. think that that's it for us. Yeah. Um, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for watching.